In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings and welcome to this episode of Word Anchor Podcast. In the last one, we spoke about the issue of the Philistines taking the Ark of the Covenant into their own territory, and they put it next to Dagon, their god. Dagon could not stand next to the Ark and fell face down. The thing could not even lift itself up, but the people believed in its power. They lifted it up and made it to stand again next to the Ark of God. And they woke up and found its head and arms broken. There was nothing left of it, just pieces of material. A god with no glory, not even dead as it was never alive in the first place. Now this was god of fertility, a so-called water force. There was no force in it, just a figment of their imagination. People worshipped a thing that did not move or speak or see. It did nothing. They trusted in a powerless thing for their fertility provision, and whatever it is that they needed. No power, nothing, perhaps a work of art, and that would have been a fitting description. People today make something with their hands and ascribe power to it, God forbid. In this day and in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, people still want to point to things as powerful instead of God. The glory that was in the ark is the glory that rested upon the disciples in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. And people still want to see themselves as separate from the glory and glorify created things and man-made things. The Bible tells us of the journey of God with men. It tells us of efforts by men to make something that they would ascribe supernatural powers to. Yet God keeps on revealing himself to people throughout many generations. As pagan made their own gods, Israel also made a golden calf and later began to worship the Baals and the Ashtaroth. It's as if men keep seeing God as not enough, just like Eve and Adam entertaining the serpent instead of focusing on the word God had already told them. In the book of 1 Samuel, God dealt with Dagon in the land of the Philistines. In 1 Kings, God dealt with Baal. King Ahab took the throne of Israel and did evil in the eyes of God. The Bible says Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord more than all who were before him. And he even took as wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbal, king of the Sidonians. And he went and served Baal and worshipped him. Then he set up an altar for Baal in the temple of Baal, which he had built up in Samaria. You see, Ahab went over to make a wooden image. He did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel who were before him. He even allowed a man called Hill of Bethel to build Jericho again, even though it was said through Joshua the son of Nun that Jericho shall never be built up again. Now that is contained in the book of 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 30 to 34. Ahab married a Sidonian woman. Then he went and served and worshipped Baal. As if that was not enough, he built a temple for Baal. Evil had set root in Israel. Utter disobedience to God, the temple of God in Jerusalem, was no longer enough for the people. 
Israel had already built high places and worshipped there. The split between Judah and Israel meant that the northern tribes had no place of worship and they had made their own contrary to the word of God. The greatest thing about God is he cannot be fashioned lest you will point to him in one place and he cannot be in another place. That he is spirit means that he can be in any place at any time. Yet Israel failed to worship the ancient of days and adopted pagan gods. To some, God today is not enough, unfortunately. There must be something else to contain God. Some water here, some oil there, some cloth over there, some bracelet, some chain, some picture, or whatever people ascribe power to. Again, God is unlimited, but he cannot be contained. Jesus used mud and told someone to go and wash in the pool. The hem of his garment was used as a channel to channel power from him to the woman with the issue of blood. If someone today had a piece of clothing that was said to belong to Jesus, it would be worth billions of dollars. It would probably be in some high-tech secured museum. People will forget to worship God and seek to touch the garment. It is a good thing that we do not have a picture of Jesus. Yet some people hang some white guy in their homes and look at it with veneration. God requires this behavior to be rebuked. The prophets of old had a simple message, repent and serve God and him only. Time and again, Israel and Judah had to be reminded to come back to God. When Ahab began his evil of worshiping and serving Baal, God raised up a prophet, Elijah the Tishbite. Everything that God says you shall not do, always have a good reason behind it. At times he tells us why, but at times he wants us to take him for his word. And when it comes to marrying foreigners, God had said, take heed to yourself, lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land where you are going, lest it be a snare in your midst. But he shall destroy their altars, break their sacred pillars, and cut down their wooden images. For you shall worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God, lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they play the harlot with their gods, and make sacrifice to their gods, and one of them invites you and you eat of his sacrifice, and you take of his daughters for your sons, and his daughters play the harlot with their gods, and make your sons to play the harlot with their gods. In Exodus chapter 34, verse 12 to 16. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, from verse 2 to 4, and the end of it in verse 4, it says, For they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods, so the anger of the Lord will be aroused against you and destroy you suddenly. So God was very clear that you should not be intermarrying with those people because they are serving other gods. And when you intermarry with them, they will lead your daughters or your sons to worship other gods. Ahab was right in the midst of doing exactly what God said you mustn't do. In 1 Kings chapter 17 verse 1, it says, And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew or no rain this years, except at my word. Ahab led Israel to commit a grievous sin before God. Elijah came and enforced the law of God. What did the word of God say about this whole issue? It says in Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 16 to 17, Take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Lest the Lord's anger be aroused against you and he shut up the heavens so that there be no rain 
and the land yields no produce, and you perish quickly from the good land which the Lord has given you. So when he said there shall be no rain, Elijah was saying it was time for God to do what he said he would do if they serve other gods and worship them. Ahab had done the worst, building a temple for Baal. And Elijah came and said, this is what God had said, there shall be no rain. He just spoke the word of God. Rain meant that there would be food, a good yield from the ground. There would be food for their flocks and water to drink. God gives rain to all of us. And when he shuts up the heavens and the drought begins, it affects all of us. The irony about this Baal was that he was supposedly the God of fertility, the Lord of rain and dew. Yet as punishment for Israel, worshipping this Baal as God, the true God shut the heavens. There was no rain for three years. God cannot be parallel to Baal, not even Dagon. God cannot be made to bring rain on people that worship another God hoping to get rain. Could it be that you are worshipping an object that becomes the reasons for you not getting what you are worshipping that thing for? You ascribe power for your financial breakthrough to a person instead of God and your finances continue on a downward spiral. You ascribe healing to a person and your situation becomes worse. You pay a lot of money to someone for your breakthrough and the opposite happens. You become worse than you were before. Baal failed to give rain for three years. Only God can bring rain on this earth. Elijah came into the scene and declared the word of God. There shall be no rain. Let's see if the Baal will bring rain. Let's give it three years. Surely three seasons are sufficient to prove its worth. Nothing. This thing could not bring dew on the earth. Elijah went and stayed by the brook of Cherith, whose waters flows into the Jordan. There he was fed by ravens and drank water from the brook whilst everyone was scoring for water. The creator of the beds gave them an order, daily provision for the servant of God, and the water eventually dried up. God opened another restaurant in the house of a widow. Imagine, a woman who had the last flour and oil in her kitchen. At the word of the prophet, the woman made bread for him, served him, and they continued eating food from the same bin. It never ran dry until the drought was ended. Praise the name of the living God. Baal, the Lord of rain, has no power. Move past the created human being, child of God, and go to the source of life. The one who made the water cannot be bottled in like water. He made whatever is used to make oil. He cannot be bottled with his creation. He made men and will not stand head to head with men. Man has to bow. Nature has to bow to the only true God. King Ahab found himself looking for springs and brooks of water in order to get some grass to feed the animals. That's how bad the drought was. Nothing to feed the animals with. Without food, they would die whilst worshipping the Lord of rain and God of fertility. Then Elijah went and met with Ahab and told him to bring all the prophets of Baal. He asked the people. In 1 Kings chapter 20 verse 21 it says, And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal, follow him. But the people answered him, Not a word. Oh, how long will you believe in the Lord God? And the witches. How long will you believe in the Lord God and the man made gods? How long will you put the Lord God alongside the man you say is a servant of God? Will you still persist in making God equal to another? How long will you hold on 
to your sticker while you say you believe in God also. Oh, that you were either hot or cold, not in the middle. You cannot keep on believing in two different powers. Do you believe God has power? If yes, then stick with him. If you believe that the witch doctor has powers, then stick with him. You will find someone say God will understand. I was desperate. Come on, child of God. You should not be desperate to the extent that you think that which is made by God is God. The drought was everywhere. God provided for Elijah, not by bringing rain only in his house, but through supernatural provision. He is the Lord God that provides. Then he called the prophets, having told them that they need to choose. If it is God, they must choose God. Then he said, we shall all sacrifice. You'll sacrifice to your own God. I'll sacrifice to my God. He required that they must have two bulls, and they must choose one bull for themselves, cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood, but they must not have fire underneath. And he would prepare then the other bull and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it as well. Then he said, he will call on the name of the Lord, and they also must call on the name of their God. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. First Kings chapter 20, verse 23 to 24, with my own emphasis. There is a separation, child of God, between God and all others. He is God by himself, never created, but he created all things. To whom can you compare him? He has no equal, he has no parallel. He is the only true God. Jehovah is his name. The sorcerers and the magicians in Pharaoh's court, for example, they tried to do the same miracle as Moses and Aaron when their rod became a snake. That one snake ate all the other snakes that they had brought up. God has no equal. God has no parallel. God has no helper. You cannot outdo God or even outshine him. He is in no competition with anybody or any God or anything whatsoever on this earth. Yet when he finds someone who dares to stand up for his name, he will use that one to reveal his power. Praise the Lord. The prophets of Baal tried their best and called on their God till noon. Elijah even mocked them. Maybe their God was sleeping. Maybe he was busy. Or maybe he was traveling, whatever his excuse was. It could not speak, it could not see, it could do nothing. Today, some will move from this healer to the next and try this one and the next. Spend money on that which God has freely given us. Some will be told that they have to pay some more, plant more seed, do this and that, and they will do it and still nothing. Some will be told that they lack faith after buying all the items, planting seeds, fasting for days on end, and still nothing. I say, If you are going to claim what Elijah claimed to the widow, you better be sure that that flower will not run dry. That oil has to continue flowing. All the woman did was to make bread with what she had, her last meal. How many people have given their last and go back home on foot, borrowed money and still be told that they had no faith? If the needy person has no faith, then let your faith produce. Lazarus had no faith. His sister did not even understand what Jesus was saying, but a dead man arose from the grave. Jesus Christ called a dead man from the grave. And by the faith of Jesus Christ, Lazarus arose. God wants us to trust him, children of God, to believe his word. Elijah believed the word of God that said, if Israel were to turn away from God and serve foreign gods, then he, God, would shut the heavens and there would be no rain. He believed that word such that he spoke it forth and God made it to happen. Lord, give me that faith to trust you, to believe your word. You see, children of God, 
Desperation has caused some people to go to places where they shouldn't. Saul ended up in the witch's heart out of desperation. When God spoke a word to Saul, he disobeyed until there was no more word from God and he became desperate. Disobedience silences the voice of God over your life. Baal never responded. The thing could do nothing, couldn't talk, couldn't see, couldn't move. But those people chanted and danced around it, shouted till they had no voice and still got nothing. And then the servant of the Most High God, Elijah, he prepared his altar and got the people to fill water pots and pour the water on the altar. Three times, he said, and they poured the water, filled the trenches. Then he called on the Lord, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that these people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. First Kings chapter 20, verse 37 to 38. And then the fire came down. Glory to God. The fire bent all the water, which the Baal said to be the Lord of water could not bring up. Then it was time to clean up the congregation of Israel. The prophets of Baal had to go, all of them. Then the true God, who brings down rain, did exactly that. He brought the rain after three years of drought. Oh, the Lord wants a people that will be prepared to shut the heavens and be hungry so that everyone would come to the realization that we need God and cannot afford to keep belittling him by making things equal to him. The drought has come so that we can realize that we need God. The bank account has to run dry so that we can go back to God, the owner of the silver and the gold. The water and the oil will run dry until we cry out to the one whose well never runs dry. The clothes will wear out until we seek to touch his garment and his garment only. The man will die until we realize that we are all dust and only one remains, and he is God. He has no parallel. He is the Lord God that answers by fire. It doesn't matter how long your situation takes. He is the Lord God that hears. He is the Lord God that delivers. He is the Lord God that heals. He is the Lord God that provides. He will prepare a restaurant in the middle of a drought, somewhere where the birds will come and bring food for you. You will wonder, how am I able to feed my children when I don't have a job for the past two years, but my children are able to go to sleep with food in their stomachs? You will wonder, where do I get the strength when I have been sick for so long? The Lord God will eventually answer you. When Elijah had finished dealing with the prophets of Baal, and he wanted now to call the rain and prayed to God, it says seven times he told his servant to go and check if there was a cloud forming because the time for the rain had come. O child of God, the rain will come. The clouds would begin to form. The servant of Elijah went and checked the first time and there was nothing. The second, the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, the seventh time there was a little cloud. Elijah said, there it is. Let us run because rain is coming. God is faithful. He wants those that will believe his word. He wants those that will not compare him to any other God. He wants those that will hold on to him and him only. May you be the child of God. May you be that kind that holds on to God even when the rain is still far from coming. 
May you be the one that believes God even through the pain. Because you see, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any double-edged sword, even when you are in trouble. His word never changes because you are a troubled child of God. He cannot be compared, not to water, not even to oil. If God has not said to you, use any of these things, don't use them. Believe God. In fact, even if he tells you to use them, it can never be the standard for God. God is the only standard by himself, only him, nobody else but him. Baal will do nothing for you. They will take your money, child of God. They will use your money. That money will be called a seed. They will make you believe that your faith is not sufficient. And they will live lavish lifestyles using your own money because you want to believe men instead of God. Not that you should not be prayed for. Not that you should not hear the word that is being preached. But child of God, believe God. Search the word for yourself. People go desperately looking for answers from people and things and and whatever that they can find instead of looking for the answers from God. If you have to go to somebody, let it be somebody that will take you by your hand to the throne of God. Let it be someone that will say, let us go to the Father about the situation. Not somebody that will say, there is another God somewhere else. Not somebody that will say, God will forgive you. Not somebody that will say, God is gracious. You are already saved anyway. It doesn't matter what you do. Because salvation is once. You cannot go on sinning when you have received this grace. You cannot go on sinning. You cannot go on repeating the same thing over and over again. You cannot afford to trample on the blood of Jesus. He bought us at the price. We are very expensive. We are priceless actually. Do not compare God with any other thing. He is God by himself. He is the only true God. Serve him. Worship him. He is the Lord God that answers by fire. And when you trust him, he will pour down the rain in its time and its season. He is the Lord God, the only true God. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.